With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. Nothing but the truth. It is May the 3rd, 2015. Hold on a second. My apologies. Wake is just uh <clears throat> <Start> me. <laughs> when do you want to do it? When do you want to do it? Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyways, um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting show, an interesting series, and it's, I'm entitling it uh, The Jesuits' Zionism, The United States of Israel, One World Religion. Uh, and we will uh, start out with an article. Okay, where was that article? Let's see what I can find it. Not that one. All right. Sorry for the delay here. <laughs> I was planning on this to be like this. Okay, where are we at? Well, it really doesn't matter. There's a lot of articles here I've got to read. I think I'll start with Jesuit, the Vatican tyranny. Vatican tyranny, forbidden knowledge.com. Now, I don't support or endorse this site. I'm simply uh, okay. Which day? It looks like uh, Wakus wants to come on next weekend. Which day? And I have some. Have to be. Sorry about the delay here. Anyways, we're going to start out with this article right here, uh, and it's going to be um, Chiswitz. 
again, for uh, ForbiddenKnowledge.com, and think and uh, give myself a break as far as reading goes. In between articles, I will play Marching to Zion one, two, and three of uh, uh, five with Tex Mars and Steve Anderson. Oh, now, by the way, I don't endorse these two gentlemen. Tex Mars uh, does a terrible job of exposing the Jesuits. And uh, Steve Anderson does uh, is confused about um, um, dispensation of futurism, but they are doing uh, exposing the, f- the fact that the state of Israel is not biblical. Okay, <clears throat> so I guess uh, Wake Us will be on next Saturday. Wake Us from slumber. Nine PM. Let's see if it is. You then. Let's see if it happens. Anyways, so with this marching from Zion. Once again, they do a good job of exposing uh, that the what we uh, recognize as the Jews today. Um, the synagogue of Satan. So, and it's turning out that all these groups, all these false religions, the banking system. Um, political system, all the world, the governments of the world are all under the influence of Satan himself, so <laughs> here we go. Who would have thunk it? But apparently it's right there in plain sight for all to see here. Okay, here we go. Originally instituted Portugal slash Spain in 1534 by the Vatican. Now we're talking about the Jesuits for the sole purpose of exterminating the Reformation. The order was suppressed the 21st of July, 1773, by Pope Clement IV, for which he was promptly poisoned. The order was reinstituted in 1914 and given the, quote, Secret Treaty of Verona, Verona, excuse me, end of quote, so Secret Treaty of Verona, for the express purpose of carrying out its dictates. This edict was finally ratified by its uh, contracting parties on uh, October 1822, causing President James Monroe, with the assistance of Thomas Jefferson, upon learning of its existence, to write the Monroe Doctrine, as recorded in the Congressional Record, uh, Senate, Volume 53, Part 7, page 6781 of the 64th Converse, First Session, 25th of April, 1916. This work is dedicated to ex-Jesuit priest Dr. Alberto Romero Rivera, whose life's story inspired, quote, Beware of false prophets, which come to you as sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, 
ravering, ravering, <laughs> ravening whoops. My goodness, Matthew seven fifteen. All right, maybe. I wonder what it looks like to expand this a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. This is what the author says here. And we get down to the end of the article. We'll find out who the author is. Tying in history with the Bible, what's really going on in the world today, uh, in order to understand what's really going on in the world today, is an absolute necessity. I read, I read a book some years ago that stayed, that started my research that I am still involved in today. The information I have, I believe, if it were ever brought to a trial, would prove so conclusively what I'm about to, t- to tell you that not even the perpetrators themselves would try to deny it. In the past, when confronted with their prior history, of atrocities, their only response has been, quote, we don't do that anymore, end of quote, or sneer at its improbability or they, or a uh, gratuitous um, imputation of bigotry and intolerance against the writer. While at the same time, telling all their followers, quote, we never change, end of quote. Before I begin, you start, and you start thinking I am, quote, an extremist, end of quote, let me say that I am not the only person to find this information. It is readily available at the fingertips of those on the Internet to anyone willing to put a little time in research. I have found what I believe to be the common denominator for the very large percentage, if not all, the events perpetrated and or carried out by departments of government and or its agencies that are totally negative to the rights and freedoms of the American people, and I would also say of humanity. (laughs) This organization is responsible for the wholesale slaughter of multi-millions of people all over the world. It is responsible for the Dark Age, Inquisition period, leading up to and long after the founding of this country, or if you like to say the Corporation of the United States of America with its Jesuit flag that it started out with. Seems to still be. A zeal for the discovery of new territory marked the 15th century. The first navigations for this purpose were um, concerted and directed by Prince Henry. Born in 1394, the fourth son of John I, King King of Portugal, his valor in the assault and capture of the city uh, Kata in Africa in 1415 uh, uh, presaged presaged his fame he, he afterwards acquired 
from this period, he devoted himself to naval expeditions for the discovery of unknown countries. His ships subjected diverse parts of Africa and the neighboring islands to the dominion of Portugal. After the, the success in doubling Cape uh, Baja Doi, Baja Doi, B O G A, B O J A D O Y, he gave to his father and successors all the land he discovered or might discover and applied for to Pope Martin V to ratify the donation. He engaged that it, in all their expeditions, the Portuguese should have mainly in view the extension of the Roman Catholic Church and authority of its pontiff. Pope Martin granted the prince's request in his bull of ratification, which was about the year 1430, and it, it, excuse me, it is declared that, quote, Whatever might be discovered from the, the said Cape to the utmost India should pertain to the Portuguese dominion, end quote. Edward, uh, brother of Martin V, a bull of Nicholas V, dated 8 uh, January 14... <clears throat> January 8 again. Hmm. Uh, 1454 refers to the aforesaid bulls of his predecessors, Martin and Eugene. It recites the declaration Prince Henry made of his achievements, quote, that for 25 years he had not ceased to send annual, annually almost an army, quote, of Portugal. For Portuguese, quote, with the greatest dangers, labors, and charges in the most swift ships to search out the sea and maritime provinces towards the southern parts of the and the Antarctic Pole. End of quote. Interesting. Really? Went all the way to the Antarctic Pole, did he? I don't know about that, but that's quite a statement. Uh, that these ships, quote, came at length to the province of Guinea and took possession of some islands, havens, and sea adjoining, uh, end quote, that, quote, sailing further, war was waged for some years with the people of those parts, and very many islands near thereunto were subdued, peaceably possessed, and were still possessed with the adjacent sea, end of quote. That, quote, many of those parts and very many islands near thereunto were subdued and peaceably possessed, and were still possessed with the adjacent sea, end of quote. That, quote, many... Uh, 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 so Guinea, Guinea, Guineans, and, and other Negroes were taken 
then by force, and some by barter, end of quote. The Vols described Henry as, quote, a true soldier of Christ, a most courageous defender, and intrepid champion of the faith, inspiring from his early youth with his utmost might to have the glorious name of Christ published, extolled and revered throughout the world, end of quote. It recognized the exclusive right of Portugal to the acquisition and possessions aforesaid in virtue of the letters of Popes Martin and Eugene, which granted to the King of Portugal and Prince Henry, quote, free and ample faculty to invade, search out, expunge, vanquish, and subdue all pagans and enemies of Christ, whosoever placed, and their persons to reduce the perpetual slavery and all their kingdoms, possessions, and goods to apply and enemies of Christ, whomsoever placed, and their persons to reduce the perpetual slavery and all the kingdoms, possessions, and goods. Oh, I just repeat myself. <laughs> and goods, there we go. It's not such an easy thing. It's one thing when you pack it in like they do in this, this article. It's hard to read. Well, it's always hard for me to read. It's hard for me to read with the computer, with this computer screen, so. <clears throat> what can you do? Okay. Where was I at now? Okay, so all the kingdoms, possessions, goods to apply and appropriate, etc. Pope Nicholas' letter then goes on to, quote, decree and declare the acquisites already made and our equus already made, and what hereafter shall happen to be acquired after that they shall be acquired have pertained and forever the of right do belong retain to the aforesaid king and his successors, and not to any other whatsoever end of quote it forbids on this Severest penalties all Christian powers from settling in the countries discovered by the Portuguese. Hmm. Or any way molesting them and and their expeditions, expeditions, excuse me, expeditions for the discovery and conquest of unknown countries. Man, get going here. It speaks of Prince Henry's plan and his uh, prosecution of it as, quote, a most pious work and most worthy of perpetual remembrance, wherein the glory of God, where the interest of the commonwealth of the universal church are concerned, end of quote. Thus was Prince Henry's views in operations sanctioned by the highest authority, at the time acknowledged in Christendom, a right derived from a source so venerable, 
was then undisputed. The Roman pontiff bound princes at his pleasure, and as vicar of Christ was allowed to have at his disposal all the kingdoms of the earth. This grant of Pope Nicholas was confirmed by his successor, Calixtus, Calixtus III, 6 August 1458. Mm-hmm. So we can see that they're already by then, they're already taking big chunks of Africa and uh, apparently claimed that they had been to the Arctic Pole almost, well, over 500 years ago. <laughs> Is that the case? I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. Of course, we wouldn't learn that in our public schools or even in college, would we? The death of Edward, his son, Alphonsus, then his minority succeeded to the throne of Portugal and 1438 and died in 1481. Prince Henry died in 1460 uh, or 63. At his death, the spirit of discovering languished, but revived with the accession um, of John II, uh, son of Alphonsus. Um, the year after his accession in 1482, sent an embassy to Edward IV of England and to acquaint him with the title acquired by the Pope's Bull to the conquest of Guyana, requesting him to dissolve a fleet which some English merchants were fitting for the Guyana slave trade. The King of England showed great respect to the ambassadors and granted all they required. The King of Portugal assumed and the King of England gave him this style. Rex Portugali et el garbio Garbiorum, uh, Citra et Ultra Mar in Africa. Pope Sixtus IV, not long before his death in 12 August of 1484, confirmed all the grants made by his predecessors to the King of Portugal and his successors. In 1481, John II sent 100 artificers 500 soldiers in all necessities to build a fort in Guyana. The large kingdom of Benin and Congo or Benin so I can say it's Benin and Congo were discovered in 1484 and 1485 and the Cape of Good Hope in 1486. and planted colonies in Africa, established a commercial intercourse with powerful kingdoms, and compelled 
the petty princes by force of arms to acknowledge themselves vessels. Mm-hmm. Some history that you didn't hear much about, huh? At this point, by these means, the power and commerce of the Portuguese in Africa were well established. The wholesome decree of five successive Roman pontiffs granted, conveyed, and confirmed to the most faithful king a right to appropriate the kingdom's goods and possessions of all infidels whenever to be found, quote, to reduce their persons to perpetual slavery or destroy them from the earth, end quote. <clears throat> For the, de- the declared purpose of bringing the Lord's sheep into the dominical fold under one universal pastor, of course that would be the poop, the succeeding kings of Portugal have not forfeited the large grant by any uh, dutifulness of their holy father. Portugal long enjoyed the trade to Africa and East Indies without interference of any European power for more than half a century before exporting any Negroes from Africa, she made and held them slaves in their native country. The Portuguese first imported slaves to Hispaniola in 1508 and into their Brazilian colonies in 1517. Their sugar works were first set up in these colonies in 1580. Their union with Spain at that time was most unfortunate to them. The Dutch became their enemy, who took their East India and Brazilian conquest and in parts of their African colonies. They recovered Brazil and their African establishments in 1640, but not that of India. After the Dutch gave up Brazil and the gold mines were discovered, the trade of uh, Portugal improved and a great importation of slaves took place, carrying yearly from like, uh, low Angro to Brazil. 25,000. Uh, also many thousands from Goango and Cape Lopos. They themselves say they carried to Brazil 50,000, and this is slaves now, and more every year from Medilla on the Mozambique coast. Such had been the increase of their Brazilian and African colonies for a century that their increase in English goods annually was greater than that of Portugal and Spain combined prior to the 1700. Spanish America received slaves from uh, Genesee, uh, Genesee, Portuguese, French, and uh, English. Something like that. 
I don't know if I can pronounce it right. G E N O E S E. Geno something like that, yeah. States purchased uh, from Spain were the first to uh, secede from the Union in 1861. <clears throat> Before, during, what's that again? Okay. States purchased from Spain were first to secede from the Union. Oh, really? In 1861. Before, during, and long after the African slave trade ended, the head of the states of Spain and Portugal were addressed and may still be in formal title by foreign dignitaries in heads of state as his or her Catholic Majesty, the U.S. State Department records, thereby acknowledging them only as emissaries of the Pope. <clears throat> Catholic priests dealing with the African slave trade is testified to in this poem by the famous 19th century poet J.G. Whittier. The poem on the slave block in New Orleans. The Christian Slave by J.G. Whittier. A Christian going gone. Who bids for God own image for his grace, which this poor victim of the marketplace hath in her suffering one? My God, can such things be? Haste thou not said that what sore is done unto thy weakest and thy humblest one is even done to thee. In that said victim, then, child of thy piety love, I see thee stand, once more the just word of a mocking band, bound, sold, and scourged again, a Christian up for sale, Wet with her blood, your whips or oh, irkest, I don't know, whips or esque her frame. I never heard of such a word. Whips, oh, oh, irkest her frame. Make her life lonesome, loathsome with your wrong and shame. Her patience shall not fail. Cheers for the turbaned bay of robber uh, peopled Tunis. Uh, he that torn the dark slave dungeons of open and hath borne their inmates into today into, into day. but our poor slave in vain turns the Christian shrine her aching eyes. Its rights will only swell her market price and rivet on her chain. God of all right, how long shall priestly robbers at thine altar stand, lifting in prayer to thee the bloody hand and haughty 
brow of wrong. Oh, from the fields of Cain, from the low rice swamp, from the trader's cell, from the black slave ship's foul and loathsome hell, and Kaffel's, Kaffel's weary chain, horsed horrible and strong, rise to heaven that agonizing cry, filling the arcs, the arcs of the hollow sky. How long, O oh Lord, how long? Yeah, and that's a good question. How long, God? Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, dear Jesus Christ, your name is Jesus Christ. How long we? How long? Your name, Father, name of Jesus Christ. How long? Billions and billions of people have suffered. It's amazing how wicked humanity is. For those who think. The Vatican's attitude towards black people may have changed through the ages. Bear this in mind. One, the biggest race riot in America, American history, in 1864, Brooklyn, New York City, was instigated by Archbishop Hughes in response to Lincoln's creating a draft for more Union soldiers, including the burning and trampling to death of the occupants of a black orphanage. <clears throat> now, isn't that interesting? And so in 1861, as I, I've mentioned uh, earlier in this week, they had the famous riots of Brooklyn that happened on April the 19th. And here we go again, and it's more black people will be. And I wonder what the Jesuits' role in all that is, and why do we never hear their role until after many, many days and moons after the fact. We have some reporters in this country that are not worthy to be calling reporters. <clears throat> That's all I got to say. Uh, okay, it was instigated by Archbishop Hughes in response to Lincoln's creating a draft for more Union soldiers, including the burning and trampling to death of the occupants of a black orphanage. Second, when the U.S. Army occupied Rome during World War II, Pope Pius XII made it clear to American generals there were to be no black soldiers garrisoned in Rome. You hear that, folks? I doubt it. There's that one black person listening to me, but there is one black person that listened to me that believes in Jesus Christ and has friends in, in Baltimore that are part of this riot. Would you please explain to them that Rome's behind it and that they are instigating the demise of their community and that there will be, for certain now, most of them will be shipped out of there so they can build you know, luxury penthouses or whatever they're going to build uh, for uh, their servants. They're white slaves. Number three, over 95% of St. Louis, New York City, Chicago, etc. police are Knights of Columbus. 
You can count on that to be Baltimore, um, uh, Detroit. You can count on that to be every major city having similar numbers. Hear what this man is saying. So he's talking about St. Louis, New York. St. Louis is the, uh, once again, is the Vatican, the West. Uh, uh, New York City is what they call Little Vatican, I believe. No, no, no. It's called the the uh, something Vatican. Maybe it's Little Vatican. And then, of course, we got uh, Washington, D.C., who they call Little Rome. Uh, so there's another one. Uh, we got Baltimore. Uh, geez, oh, my, we're in a freaking mess, people. We are really in a mess, and we, nobody will hear me. I'm not asking for revolution. I'm not asking for anything. I want people to be recognized the truth. And in particular, not just the black people uh, and, and poor blacks and poor whites that are being exploited. I'm one of them. But even these, uh, you know, police officers, those are, you know, Roman Catholic. They're being used too. They're all. We're all fodder for the system. They could care less about any of us. Any of us doesn't matter if you're the one carrying the gun and the badge, or you're the one throwing a rock, or just standing there. Whether you're a mechanic, or you're um. Whatever. You're a businessman or you're a lawyer, an esquire. Won't make a difference. We're all expendable. And if we don't turn to God, we don't turn to the true and living God and put our faith in Jesus Christ, we're deep doo-doo here, folks. And even putting, remember, this is the amount of... Somehow changing the course of history, as far as mankind is concerned, it's your course of history, your eternal history. I know it seems selfish, but you know what? The only way you're going to make a difference in this world is if you put your faith in God and allow Him to make the difference. We're not doing it, anyways. Let me get back to this. I'm not very good as a preacher. I'm not very good at reading books. I'm not very good at anything. But for some reason, God has put me in the situation to do this. And you know what? I don't know. God knows best. <clears throat> and he's got a sense of humor, I guess, because he chose me. That's for sure. <laughs> and bear this in mind that reviewing the facts of Malcolm X's murder by the Chicago police, every shot fired in the apartment was from fully automatic weapons used by the police. Uh, Madhu uh, Dialo, 41 shots fired, 17 striking the body. Dialo was unarmed. Police in plain clothes and unmarked car never identified themselves. The cops, lawyers, and judge all had a party after the trial. Every unarmed black being shot in New York City by police is a working immigrant. Special forces groups, snipers, have been giving weapon training and illegally selling weapons to the KKK, 
Remember KKK was 11, 11, 33 to Alabama in exchange for info on black leaders to lead to the murder of Martin Luther Jr. and was financed through New Orleans godfather Carlos Marcelo, Marcelo, direct associate to J. Edgar, Edgar Hoover. This guy covers all over the place, but, well, if he's even 50% right, it's worthy probably of listening to this and reading. Um, Portuguese Raul Mari, 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 actual shooter was killed, who killed uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, really? This is a spin I haven't heard yet. Uh, a Portuguese. Uh, why not? I don't know. No one really knows. I mean, does anybody really know who shot Martin Luther King? Does anybody really know? I don't know. Why not? Raul Marai. Mar- Mar- so, okay, shot Martin Luther King was a drugs and weapons smuggler for Carlos Marcelo. Blacks are being systematically squeezed out of welfare while legal and illegal Catholic immigrants receive unending welfare. That part seems pretty true and makes sense with consistency of what's going on. Um, and I know I spent time in Portugal. I was married to a Portuguese guy, and yeah, Portuguese. Even to the even when I was there back in the nineties, um, they're pretty racist. That's an understatement too, by the way. Uh, blacks are being uh, systematically squeezed out of welfare. Okay, love bubble. Blacks fear the police more than street gangs. Every American city has a predominant Catholic influence. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, these cities are like giant prisons, concentration camps, and that makes sense. You know, um, this, I mean, it seems to be that way at this point. They really do control all the major cities in this country. Uh, the proportion of mafia slash Catholic power and influence and crime rate is consistent from city to city. That makes a lot of sense to me, too. Oh, boy, God, I hope people are able to endure me and hear what I'm saying, especially my bumbling and stumbling. The entire tribes of Western American Indians were annihilated under the direct order of the brown-robed butchers, i.e. Coronado and his Spanish conquistadors, conquistadors, yeah, from 1519 to 1540s. Not to mention the Aztecs, the Incas of Mexico, Central and South America, Cuba, Haiti, Granada, Guam, the Philippines, etc. With the likes of El Magro, Cortez, uh, Pizarro, uh, Belverde, uh, De Meza, Gregory, uh, Sepulveda, 
Velga, and yes, Christopher Columbus, imprisoned by Queen Elizabeth of Spain for his atrocities against natives in Granada, robbing them of all their national wealth and enslaving the people. Trying, try finding that in your public school history book. <laughs> okay. I wish I'd have a quote there, so I can't find it. Um, in the late Middle Age discoveries, the Vatican viewed all natives of the Americas as, quote, indigenous natural slaves, end of quotes. And I bet you we are still qualified like that, even though we have different color skin and think that somehow we're different. But unfortunately, folks, I think we're really in that boat, too, whether we see it or not. Okay, um, until 1960, you could read in any public library books detailing the Vatican slash Jesuit atrocities throughout the European Middle Ages and Dark Ages age Inquisition. Since 1960, there has been a systematic, quote, confession, uh, uh, systematic removal of all publications after web pages like this one became known, several hundred books suddenly disappeared from libraries of Congress. Example, quote, confessions of the cons- of conspirators, end of quote, to Lincoln assassination. Evidence a systematic takeover of all educational material. Remember the, quote, book burnings, end of quote, in Berlin in 1933, there's that, 1933, 33, another 33. This is further evidence by the remote location of Machu Picchu. Okay. And all the name, all in the name of their, quote, holy mother, end quote, the Church of Rome. The true Holy Mother. <clears throat> Our own war of independence was called the war of spiritual was called a war of spiritual freedom. After seeing the purposeful destruction of every church and synagogue in every city, village, and town, and uh, the British redcoats marched through every church that is except Roman Catholic. That's recorded in, quote, the light and the glory, end of quote, by Peter Marshall and David Manuel. Though the authors never mention the Jesuits as the perpetrator, the perpetrator, the per- uh, <laughs> I can't say anything, the perpetrators, <laughs> Ah, perpetual, I can't say it. I wish my tongue would move. Anyways, uh, you know what I'm saying, right? The guys that did it. <laughs> I'm really not, not as dumb as I sound. Perpetrators, there you go, perpetrators. <laughs> I just could get my, move, my tongue to move. I swear, it sucks being sick. Perpetrators of these atrocities, other records leave little doubt. Uh, quote, British-Canadian Sir Henry um, Clinton, commander-in-chief in North America, 
His troops made up the Oliver uh, Delaney's and uh, Kirtland Skinner's brigades, New York Volunteers, Queens Rangers, Orange Rangers, Loyal Americans, uh, Pennsylvania Loyalists, Maryland Loyalists, Roman Catholic Volunteers, West Jersey Volunteers, uh, uh, what's this, Cossers, uh, or Royal American Reformies, <laughs> that's an interesting, Volunteers of Ireland, and that was Catholics, British League, Guides and Pioneers, uh, Secret History of American Revolution by Charles Mann Doran. Interesting. There's so much stuff to read. There's no the time to do this. We don't even have time to research. In fact, the um, authors tried to exonerate the Jesuits. However, in that attempt, they, they accept the information of a man who was on the team of the translators of the American Standard Version of the Bible. How anyone could put their trust in a person who would associate himself with a group of men of which, there we go again, 33, 33% were known affiliates with communist fronts and causes is beyond me. Quote, none dare call it treason, end of quote, by John H. Stormer, 1964. The synopsis of the Vatican orchestrated atrocities can be seen by reading Quote, Fox's Books of Martyrs, end of quote. This book also shows, all right, where did I go with that? Okay, this book also shows the direct correlation between the submission de- uh, demands placed on Inquisition victims by priests and the papal encyclica, encyclica, Okay, so the papal encyclical to the Second Vatican Council promulgated 25 May uh, 1995, i.e. recognizing the Pope as the vicar of Christ, Christ incarnate. And that's why I heard uh, Pope Francis saying he's Jesus too, it's Christ incarnate. He wasn't joking, by the way. People laughed at it, but he wasn't joking. And those in the know knew he wasn't joking taking part in communion to recognize the wafer of unleavened bread, Eucharist, as the literal body and blood of Christ and making it an essential part of being a member of the body of Christ. For this to be a part of the RC dogma is of no coincidence. But to say that the RC Church has not only the authority but the obligation and duty to God to apply it to every person of every religion that has been baptized in Christ's name, willing or unwilling, and that the sole purpose of the Vatican and his ecumenical movement is to bring about this end is to expose the fact that the Vatican has not changed its dogma, stand, purpose, and methods since the start of the Inquisitions. Here are a few paragraphs, quote, 
we can now ask how much further we must travel until that blessed day when full unity in faith will be attained and we can celebrate together in peace uh, a peace, the Holy Eucharist of the Lord. Well, this is number about 33%, by the way. Was it, is it long as, is that the goal? As long as they are represent a minimum of uh, one-third of the populace, they know that they have control? Or Could that be really what it is? Here, all this thing needs to be 51%. Do you really need 51%? One third of one third of the population should be sufficient, shouldn't it? More than sufficient, really. I'm just thinking out loud. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Holy Eucharist of the Lord, the greater uh, mutual understanding, blessed day, when full unity of the faith will be attained, and we can celebrate together in peace. And, yeah, okay, the great multitude. Uh, the greater mutual understanding, blessed day when, uh, okay, uh, and doctrinal uh, convergence already achieved between us, which have resulted in an effective and effective growth of communion cannot suffice for the conscience of Christians who profess that the church is one holy Catholic apostolate. The ultimate goal of the ecumenical movement is to reestablish full visible unity among all the baptized. Page 35, last paragraph. Uh, I don't know what that, I guess, must have been the previous book that he was mentioning, but that couldn't be it. No, I don't know what that page 35 goes to. Okay. And then it says, quote, it, uh, it is already possible to identify the area in need of fuller study before a true consensus of faith can be achieved. One, the relationship between sacred scripture as the highest authority in matters of faith and sacred tradition as indispensable to the interpretation of the Word of God, to the Eucharist as the sacrament of the body and blood of Christ and offering the praise to God and sacrificial memorial and real presence of Christ and sanctifying the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Three, ordination as a sacrament to the uh, threefold ministry of the uh, memorial and real presence of Christ and the sanctifying outpouring of the Holy Spirit and three, the ordination okay, we just did that. The so three is the ordination of the sacrament and I have a hard time reading this, but it's just I hate this. They make these screens so anyways, the ordination of the sacrament is a threefold ministry. Uh, where are you at? Uh, Episcopate, Presbyterate, and Diaconate. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Okay. 
for the uh, magistrium of the church entrusted to the pope and the bishops and communion with him understood as responsibility and the authority exercised in the name of Christ for teaching and safeguarding of the faith by Virgin Mary, the mother of God, an icon of the church and the spiritual mother who intercedes for Christ's disciples and for all humanity. Page 36, paragraph 7. Don't know which book that is once again. Where is he getting that from? I know if it's a history, a secret history, maybe that can't be it. Not Pierre Collett's Treason, Boxes, Book of Martyrs. Oh, this must be, is it the uh, papal uh, encyclical in on the Second Vatican Council? That must be what it is. Okay, whatever. Okay, um... Where are we at? Okay. Seven, uh, consequently, for the outcome of dialogue to be received, there is needed a broad and precise critical process which analyzes the results and rigorously tests their consistency with the tradition of faith by be received. There is need of a... Okay, uh, uh, faith received from the apostles and lived out in the community of believers gathered around the bishop, their legitimate pastor. Page 37, paragraph 3. The enormity of the implication of this edict so staggers the imagination that to refuse to acknowledge this threat to American freedoms and rights and the enormity of the scope can only be construed as complicity with its intentions. If you have any doubts at all about this, all you have to do is read this edict. It is titled, quote, that they may be one, end quote. It is interesting that the Pope uses the word, quote, they, end quote, and not, quote, we, end quote, obviously excluding himself. After all, being the vicar of Christ, Christ incarnate, he cannot consider himself to be a mere mortal, which is insanity, and there ever was insanity, that's bad. <clears throat> uh, so he cannot consider himself to be a mere mortal. Power is intoxicated even to the extent of total distortion of logic. This edict has been given full approval by Skull and Bones Pat Robertson of the Seventh Day 700 Club. Also, read the first and second points of the second week of, quote, the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius Loyola, end of quote, Ignatius Loyola, whose real name is Indigo Lopez de uh, Recold, uh, found a society of Jesus, the Jesuits, in 1534 in Spain, and also the Illuminati, holder of the light, later instituted 
the first of May in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt, the German Jesuit who preachers, whose picture is on our $1 bill. Is it? My aunt? I want to see something. That's quite a statement right there. This guy's saying, that cannot be so. Did I just read that wrong? Adam Weishaupt, the German Jesuit whose picture is on a $1 bill at Ingolstadt University where the professor, where he was a professor under the direct order of the Black Pope, who is the member of the Masonic Laws of Europe and in all likelihood was picked from the House of Rothschilds. I don't know about that one. But it could be. And finance, because you look at it, bankers and other connection things. Uh, no, that's George Washington. I get that. That guy got that one completely wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. He went off the tangent here. But to say that is Adam Weishoff, well, maybe it is. Who knows? No reason to rob. But I would tell you, put my money under, that's George Washington. <laughs> uh, I think that this, this either is a misprint or he, I'm misreading this, German Jesuit whose picture is on our $1 bill at a, a Ingolstadt University. That's not true. He got that one wrong. Picked from the house of Rothschilds. Well, you know, if Rothschilds could be had part of that. Financed by the House of Rothschilds, 1776, 1777, Weishaupt was initiated into the Masonic Order, the Lodge of Good Counsel in Munich to infiltrate and control it. I don't know about that. And he's going to be a little off in this little... Well, he's really off on the dollar bill thing, which is a shame. He's, a lot of other stuff he's saying sounds pretty logical. Uh, okay, uh, at the Masonic International Congress of Wilm Hensbed, uh, and July of 1782, the Masonic leaders received Illuminati indoctrination. The U.S. branch of the Illuminati is the Council of Foreign Relations, of which U.S. Supreme Court judges Ruth Boehner Ginsburg, Catholic C. Uh, Stephen. Uh, Breyer, Catholic, Sandra Day O'Connor, a member, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Duke Gingrich, etc. Okay, Trilateral Commission, Skull and Bones of Yale University. D. Recalled was also a crusader, Vatican Army that raped Israel and most of Europe in the Dark Age Inquisition. Interlocked Illuminati fronts are the United Nations, the Bilderberg Group, <coughs> Club of Rome, Royal Institute of International Affairs of England, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations. <coughs> Jesuit spiritual exercises are a daily ritual for the Jesuits. A copy is easily obtained through the Internet. Let me quote a couple of lines Quote, the first point is to put before me a human king chosen by God our Lord, whom all Christian princes and men reverence and obey. Second is a look at how 
this king speaks to all his people, saying, It is my will to conquer all the land of the unbelievers. Therefore, whoever would like to come with me to be content to eat as I, and also to drink and dress, etc., as I, likewise he is to labor like me in the day and watch in the night, etc., that so afterwards he may have part with me in the victory as he has had it in the labors. Third week, first day, fifth point. Quote, the fifth, to consider how the divinity hides itself, that is, how it could destroy its enemies, and does not do it, and how it leaves the most sacred humanity of suffer, or excuse me, to suffer so very cruelly, end of quote. In the bowl, Eum uh, Sanctum by Pope Benefice the Eighth, promulgated eighteenth uh, of November, thirteen o two. We see the Vatican intention <clears throat> using governments and their agency to achieve Vatican goals. Quote: We are informed by the text of this gospel that it is this church and in its power are two swords, namely uh, the spiritual and the temporal. For when the apostles say, um, <clears throat> looks like, uh, end of quote, or quote, behold, okay, quote within the quote, behold, here are two swords, end of quote, Luke 2, Luke 22, 38, that is to say, in the church, since the apostles have were speaking, the Lord did not reply that there were too many, but sufficient. Certainly, the one who denies that the temporal sword is in the power of Peter has not listened well to the word of the Lord commanding, end of quote. And then, quote, put up the, thy sword into thy uh, scabbard. End of quote. Matthew 28, 25, 52, excuse me. 20, 26, 52. My goodness. Both, therefore, are in the power of the church. That is to say, the spiritual, the material sword but the former is to be administered for the church, but the latter by the church. The former in the hands of the priest, the latter in the hands of kings and soldiers, but at the will and sufferance of the priest. This alone should be sufficient to convey, convince you that the militancy of the Vatican, the Illuminati, and their method of uh, administration. And now we know that now we know what was behind the Waco raid, a uh, pilot program to establish future policy. Nowhere in this more obvious than the Balkans. Well, moving from Waco to the Balkans, you uh, got good understanding, but he, it is hard to put all these things. This, it all together without bouncing all over the place. 
So I'm going to give him a break here. And if he's wrong about a few things, I don't know if he misprint or something about that dollar bill thing, but whatever. The dogmatic, const- the dogmatic constitution of the church proclaimed by Pope uh, Paul VI on the 21st of November 1964, uh, 20, paragraph 3, quote, with and deacons as helpers, the bishop received the charge of the community presiding in God's stead over the flock, of which they are the shepherds and that they are teachers of doctrine, ministers of sacred worship, and holders of the office in government, end quote. Ireland is a typical example of this policy. Ironically, the Jesuits are feared and highly disliked among Catholic clergy more than anywhere else. There is an inter-clergy rivalry within the RC orders, not unlike that of upper echelon of the Third Reich, and what you find in politics generally in a political system. There you go. Not too, not too surprising since the Jesuits answer only to the black pope. The Jesuits do for the Vatican what the Jesuit train SS SD, SA, so the SS, the SD, and the SA, and the Gestapo did for the Third Reich. And so this is something to think about, folks. We have uh, the white Pope, Pope Francis, but he's not the black Pope, so he is accountable to the black Pope. Uh, Franz von Papen, Jesuit Hitler's mentor, Chancellor of Germany, June uh, 1932, and through March 1933, and first vice chancellor of Third Reich states in his book, quote, My Conversions, excuse me, My Conversations with Hitler, end of quote, Hitler has put into practice the high ideals of papacy, end of quote. This statement was made in reference to the death camps as the Chancellor Van Poppen's first act was to dissolve the Reichstag. His second was lifting the ban on Hitler's, quote, brown shirts, end quote, S.A. He then integrated Catholic youth groups into the, quote, Hitler youth, end quote, setting the stage for Hitler and the Third Reich to move into power. Quote, Mein Kampf, end of quote, was written by, for Hitler by Jesuit Stempel as papal nuncio to Germany from 1917 and 1929. Archbishop Eugenio uh, Pasili worked with Germany's Illuminati bankers and industrialists, I.G. Farben, preparing the way for the Third Reich to move into power. Thousands of Jews were hidden in the Vatican as the precaution in case Hitler lost the war. Still bothering me about what he said, that the $1 bill is the face of Adam Weishoff. <laughs> I would, you don't know if anybody's listening or does listen to it. You can um, you tell me if you heard this before. Um, that's a big stretch. You can contact me in my email. 
at uh, M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A-R-T at yahoo.com, M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A-R-T at yahoo.com, M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A-R-T at yahoo.com. Anyways, I'd love to see some proof on that. That sure looks like George Washington to me. That's what I was told. That's what George Washington looks like. But then again, I never met George Washington. I have no idea. And for the pictures I'm being given, or that we have been given, is accurate or not. You know, we've been lied to about so many things. Who the heck knows at this point? They've done a good job of that, that's for sure. Uh, Quotes. Yea, the time cometh when he that killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. End of quote. John 16, uh, verse 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so thousands of Jews were hidden in the Vatican as a precaution in case Hitler lost the war. I heard that. I've heard otherwise, too. I don't know for sure. Of course, once again, I wasn't there. Like most things in history, and like most things in life, I'm not there. Anyways, in fact, 99.99% of the time, I'm not there. So, <laughs> The fact that the Vatican entered into the, a, concordant, a concordant with Hitler, signed in the Vatican by von Papen, and Cardinal Secretary of State Eugenio uh, Caselli, later Pope Pius XII, uh, 20 July 1933, as with Mussolini, Franco, and Salazar, is no secret. But the Vatican's attempt to seduce Hitler into extending the provisions of that concordat to include every country he raped and pillaged is not so well known, but is recorded in Hitler's own words in his book, um, quote, Hitler's secret conversations, end of quote, i.e., quote, I have shown myself unresponsive to the attempts of the Vatican towards the extension of the provisions of the Concordat to embrace the newly acquired territories of the Reich. The uh, Sear, the Sudent, 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 when Bohemia, Moravia, the Reichsga, uh, uh Danzig, East Prussia, the Oh, oh my gosh, Worthga, a large part of Cilicia and El Sec, <laughs> El Sace Lorraine have in fact no relation with the Roman Catholic Church, which are supported by formal international agreements, end of quote, page 516, okay. Quote, the attitude of the Bishop uh, von 
Galen affords just one more argument in favor of terminating the concordant after the war, substituting for for it regional regulations and immediately withholding from the church the financial support at present guaranteed to it by that treaty, end of quote, 520. Faseli, negotiating the concordant provisions, insisted the German state <clears throat> within the dictates of the concordant, quote, be bound by any and all pro- proposals of the local bishop regarding the teachers of religion and that the state would be obliged to fire such teachers if the bishop so demanded. Meanwhile, the state would be required to meet all financial obligations and at the same time guarantee the application of canon law to the faithful, end of quote. Bill Bennett and his Jesuit brother Bob Bennett, now Senator Republican of Utah, are known operatives in the CIA slash MKUltra slash Project Monarch Extreme Trauma Induced Multiple Personality Mind Control Sex Deviants and Pedophiles. Wow, that's a statement in itself. Man, <laughs> that's a heck of a claim and a heck of an indictment right there. Self-professed uh, Jesuit Secretary of Education under Ronald Reagan, pro- pro- propagator of Outcome-Based Education, OBE, stated, quote, all children should be taught by Jesuits, end quote. This makes me very curious of the contents of the concordant. Quote, uh, conciliary document on religious freedom, end quote, being pushed in Washington by John Courtney Murray, R.C. Priest. <clears throat> it becomes apparent that a chain of events of influence by certain people directed by R.C. Hitler life, Hitler's life, Leopold, uh, man, these names, Potus his Catholic teacher, Mein Kampf, written for Hitler by Jesuit, German Jesuit Stempel, uh, his, quote, recruitment, end of quote, into the full society in 1919, totally racial, religious, and ethnic, ba- uh, biased, and anti-Semitic, satanic, uh, uh, Goebbels and Hoyce, Hoyce etc., and still good Catholics, which were among the thousands of Nazis and Eustachia, fascists, war criminals smuggled, into, uh, smuggled to Argentina, Bolivia, uh, Paraguay, uh, Australia, Canada, and the U.S., with tens of thousands plus by the Vatican using forged documents with the Vatican seal on stolen Red Cross travel cards with Vatican uh, visas, the mass ex, 
uh, evacuation, quote, rat lines, end quote, being concord, uh, uh, coordinated by a small cabal of uh, Vatican officials. The, quote, intermerium, end quote, such as Giovanni Montini, later Pope Paul the Sixth, Hubo and Dragonovic worked with U.S. Army Counterintelligence Corps CIC organizing the escape of Gestapo head and war criminal Klaus uh, Barbie to South America under the direction of Pope Pius XII, 1945 to 1950. Quote, Unholy Trinity, uh, end of quote, by Mark Ahrens and John Loftus. Quote, those who did rescue the mass murderers from the land the hands of justice were not uh, Perrin, Argentinian populist dictator and his secret police, but the Roman Catholic Church and its emissaries. It was criminals. Excuse me. It was the Roman Catholic Church, which through its priests and churches, uh, monasteries, and forged Vatican passports managed to foil the post-war hunt for Nazi war criminals. Nor was the church rescue operation inconsistent with the policy it had pursued throughout the Nazi era. Henry de Lubeck, a Jesuit theologian, filed a report in 1944, well before the end of the war, on the collaboration of the Roman Catholic Church with the pro-Nazi uh, Vichy, Vichy, French regime, uh, so it's Vichy, French regime, hidden until this month, okay, what month is that? I don't know. Uh, until this month, the report condemns what Du Lubeck calls the moral and spiritual abdication of Roman Catholic bishops under the Nazis. For decades, the French cardinals, monks, and nuns had helped one of the French, France's worst war criminals, Paul uh, Tavere. All right, Tavere. No, that's not how to pronounce that. Tavere. I think it's Tavere or something like that. I, I don't know. My Spanish, my uh, anything other than Midwestern English, I can't speak, folks. I'm sorry. So it's Tavar, Krover, Tavar, I think it's Tavar, escaped justice. It is difficult to imagine that it was possible in the monolithic hmm, Roman Catholic Church for so many to act so uniformly for so long without the knowledge and approval of the highest levels of the Vatican. Israelis have found it difficult to understand why the Vatican has refused to recognize the state of Israel. <clears throat> Is that the case? Quote, Jerusalem Post editorial, uh, quote, uh, Maxima Copa, in the quote, 14 February 92, uh, Adolf uh, Ekman, 
uh, Eichmann, something like that, Eichmann, Eichmann, maybe it's Eichmann, was issued a Vatican visa and passport in the name of Ricardo uh, Clement, dated uh, 14 July 1950, by Franciscan monks in the Catholic monastery in Italy, giving him free passage to Argentina. So it's not just the Jesuits, and, the, and it's not just the papacy, but now we're talking about Franciscans. It was a... very all-encompassing uh, conspiracy in the Roman Catholic Church for this uh, rat line thing it's turning out to be. Uh, as I put all the... I look at all the different reports I've read. It seems to be that way. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Uh, giving a free passage to Argentina. By the way, now we have uh, also uh, Pope Francis in Paris, supposedly from France, supposedly left prior to the war. Did they really prior to the war? Um, or were they part of the, the rat lines? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I have no idea. How old is... When I was like, how old? He's like, what, 70-something years old? So it's 19... It's, uh, it's 2015, so let's say he's, I'm being very conservative, 72, so that would be, what would that be, so 15 years, that would be, um, fifty-seven. well, he was, you know what, even, even that, I don't know. He had to have been born. He had to have been born in. The only thing that makes sense, I might be wrong, uh, you know, but I think he was born actually in Italy, either during the war or prior to the war. Um. Either way. Um. You know, I don't know about that. Especially the fact that he was involved with the junta in the 1970s, with a, and being responsible for the death of many, many, many thousands of people. Anyways, where were we at here? Franciscan monks. And, okay. Franciscan monks in the Catholic monastery of Italy gave him the free passport to Argentina at his trial in Jerusalem, raising his right hand and swearing to tell the truth. Adolf Eichmann. Each man gave his hand sign for the approval by Ivy Lee, probably chosen due to his successful promotion. Oh, excuse me, this doesn't make any sense. Where am I at now? I gave his hand sign of. Hand sign, hand sign of Pope. Hitler was backed by the Illuminati bankster for the reason Rudolf Hess flew to Scotland, home of the Rothschilds in London, New York City, and Berlin after the approval of Ivy Lee, probably chose due to a successful promotion the image of John D. Rockefeller, who was hired by I.G. Farben for the purpose of 
I.G. Farben, who fed the notorious, quote, Farben Bana Soup, quote, to the inmates working at, quote, I.G. Auschwitz, end quote, factory, specially formulated to starve them to death in three months, and invented by uh, Zuckelon B., the poison used to gas the Jews, according to Franciscan Duns Scotus. Jews were slaves by divine decree, gypsies, etc., and now controls the pharmaceutical uh, industry in the U.S., the AMA, and the FDA. That's why lateral was outlawed letril that's why letril was outlawed without ever being tested and not allowed to be tested it's a food not a drug a vitamin B17 oh I was I heard Fizikov uh, and um, Eric the blacksmith talk about this for the first time I ever heard it Interesting how God works. Just the other day, this weekend, um, lateral. Hmm. Interesting. Now it's coming back again here. I wonder if, uh, if there's any connection. Well, maybe uh, Eric, maybe uh, Eric the blacksmith read this article. <laughs> maybe he did. It'd be interesting if I ever get a chance to talk to him. I have to ask him did he read this article. Um, so vitamin B17 derived from apricot seeds and other food sources. The page at says service unavailable. Really? Did I lose my uh, connection here? I hope I sure didn't lose my connection. Uh, let's see if we're back here. Good. I hope it's still going. I hope I didn't lose the uh, recording. And of course, I don't know if anybody's here, so nobody ever says anything. Uh, I wonder what's this to uh, my rantings anyway. So, so okay. So yeah, that has been proven to cure three out of five quote terminal cancer patients, or terminal unquote cancer patients. That's also why FDA re- quote requires and a quote two hundred and ten million dollars and ten years in research to put a vitamin on the market, effectively stopping all new vitamin company manufacturing. It really doesn't take much imagination to figure out the annual multi million dollar income of pharmaceutical companies ranking Breaking in 229 billion in 25 years from federal grants, which would come to um, a sudden stop if there were no more quote cancer industry end quote. Read quote world without cancer end quote by G. Edward Griffin. Now we can see why Dr. Uh, Brzezinski 
is being prosecuted in Texas for uh, curing cancer patients. They will put him away because he is too much of a threat to their mega buck industry. In 1969, over 600 hospitals merged with Catholic institutes, institutions in 19, 19 states, from Portland, Maine to Oakland, California. Which I mentioned earlier that that's also a Jesuit enclave, Portland, California. And with that, I think what I'll do is take a little break. It is very early in the morning, but you know, uh, I don't know. My schedule's all messed up, so I guess I'll keep on reading this interesting thing. Uh, let me I'll read this final, then I'll, this final paragraph, then we'll go to that audio. So, the one thing I want to, people to understand is the connection between the Jesuits, Roman Catholic Church, and the State of Israel, and the Synagogue of Satan. They're all connected. Uh, the, and, of course, Islam. Uh, Kernersville, North Carolina, a cancer patient was told by his doctor he would have to have half his jaw removed to stop cancer. The man went to Tijuana, Dr. Ernesto uh, Contreras, Contreras Oasis Hospital, uh, PSD Tijuana, Mexico, was treated with lateral and cancer cleared up. Man told the doctor about the treatment, and the doctor, by federal law, reported it to the American Medical Association. The federal agents came and secured the man's home, searched the man's home for lateral, and the USIG carbon is BASF, bear and uh, whatever, hoist. We live in a mad world. We really do. Anyways, it's a lonely world recognizing it too, and I don't know what else to do. Sometimes I wish I just, wish I had enough money and I just could, had a garage and just could rebuild a car. I don't know what to get, but probably start out with some old split window bus or Volkswagen bus or something. Go from there. <laughs> they know I'm not a hippie. I got short hair. Do have a good goatee, but it's not very long. It's very trim. So, um, but I sure. I don't blame all those people that want to escape this world. This world's a nut place. You think I'm nuts, man? There we're not. I'm nuts. I don't know what that means. What that makes everybody else. <laughs> Anyways, I need to stretch my legs. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we're going to listen to this part one of five. Of course, there's only I think they only have online. Three, the first three of five, because they want you to get the, get you to buy the video. And yes, Steve Anderson and Tex Mars are in this. 
And once again, I'm not endorsing them. There's things about both those gentlemen I do not like. I don't like the fact that Tex Mars will focus solely on the Jews and doesn't talk anything about the Jesuits and the Roman Catholic connection or the corruption in the other churches enough. And as far as uh, Anderson, well, you know, he is, he's still a futurist. He's still a dispensation of futurists, although he does expose... Um, what's-his-face, uh, the Schofield in his Bible and his false teachings. Uh, he doesn't go far enough, and um, plus he's having, making his bed with people like Alex Jones and um, Tex Mars. My hope that he will wake up, like the Spirit of God will work on him, realize that he's making friends with the wrong people. But then again, maybe God's alone. That's some some of the little truth will get out. I don't know. Anyways, it's still worth listening to. So here we go. I need a break. Unto a land that I will show him, and I will make of thee a over four thousand years ago, God appeared to Abraham in Mesopotamia and said to him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy country, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show him. And I will make of thee a great nation. Abraham obeyed the Lord and came into the promised land of Canaan, where he lived along with his son Isaac and his grandson Jacob, who was later renamed Israel. Israel and his twelve sons went down into Egypt because of a famine in the land of Canaan. And there they multiplied into a mighty nation. The Egyptians felt threatened by the powerful nation of Israel living alone. So they enslaved them and made their lives bitter with hard bondage. After 430 years in Egypt, they were let out of bondage by Moses, then crossed the Red Sea and went into Arabia, where they received the law of God at Mount Sinai. The generation of Israelites that left Egypt with Moses were not allowed to enter the promised land because of their lack of faith in the Lord. They were forced to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until a new generation rose up that trusted the Lord and entered the promised land with Joshua. For about 400 years, the 12 tribes of Israel were ruled by the judges according to the law of Moses. When they desired to have a king like all the other nations, God appointed Saul to be their king, who reigned over them for 40 years, followed by King David, who reigned 40 years, and David's son Solomon, who reigned 40 years. During the reign of Solomon, the kingdom of Israel was at its most glorious, and the first temple was built. But because Solomon's heart turned away from the Lord in his old age, God told him that ten of the tribes would not be ruled for his son. After the death of Solomon, the kingdom of Israel was divided 
and the northern ten tribes were ruled over by a series of wicked kings who were not descended from David and Solomon. The northern kingdom retained the name of Israel, and eventually Pennsylvania as its capital city. The smaller southern kingdom became known as Judah, and Jerusalem as its capital, and was reigned over by the descendants of David. Starting in 2 Kings 16, the people of the southern kingdom became known as Jews after the name of the kingdom of Judah. Because of the wickedness of the northern kingdom of Israel, they were overthrown and taken captive by the Assyrians. The Israelites who remained became intermingled with the heathen nations who came in and occupied the land. These people would become known as the Samaritans, and the ten tribes of northern Israel would never be a nation again. The southern kingdom of Judah would eventually be taken captive into Babylon as a punishment for serving other gods, and the temple would be destroyed. But after 70 years, the Jews returned to Judah, rebuilt the temple at Jerusalem, and continued to be ruled by kings descended from David. At the time of Christ, the nation of Judah had become known as Judea and was under Roman rule. Jesus Christ and his disciples preached the gospel throughout Judea, seeking after the lost sheep of the house of Israel. After three and a half years of ministry, the Jews rejected Jesus as their Messiah and convinced the Roman governor to crucify him. Three days later, he rose again from the dead and showed himself alive to his disciples before ascending up to the right hand of the Father in heaven. Shortly before Jesus was crucified, he prophesied that as a punishment for rejecting him, Jerusalem would be burned, the temple would be destroyed, and the Jews would be led away captive into all nations. This prophecy was fulfilled in A.D. 70 when future Roman Emperor Titus conquered Jerusalem. For over 1,800 years, the Jews remained scattered throughout all nations. Then, in 1948, the impossible happened. The state of Israel was founded, and the Jews once again possessed the promised land. Many Christians have proclaimed this to be a miracle and a blessing from God. But was this really the blessing of the Lord? Or were darker forces at work? This film has the answer. Israel, you have to understand the history of the Jews from AD 70 until that time. 
And you have to understand that their religion is no longer based on the Bible whatsoever. For example, ever since the temple was destroyed, they don't do any animal sacrifices. As far as the animal sacrifices are concerned, that's been discontinued. Finished. What developed in Judaism was the system of prayers. It sort of became a substitute. No, I think that was the beginning of modernization. I really believe that. Once that temple was destroyed, Jews did not have a central location. They were dispersed. They literally changed the nature of Judaism. And that portable form of Judaism led a transformation from priestly Judaism to rabbinic Judaism. Judaism stopped being the religion of the Old Testament and began to be the religion of the rabbis and their traditions, or what they call the oral Torah. The Talmud is the holy book of the Jews. It was the oral sayings of the rabbis. It's known as the wisdom of the rabbis. The Talmud is a compilation of all the great discussions that took place from the 2nd century B.C. until the 5th century C.E. It's a kind of encyclopedia right. of Jewish knowledge. The best way of calling it would be the Jewish Wikipedia of the ages. <laughs> yes, because many people participated in it. Right. It's not written by one person. Several hundred hundreds. scholars. Okay. Hundreds of scholars. Hundreds of authors. According to Judaism, the oral law, or what would later be known as Talmud, was given to the 70 elders that came to the base of Mount Sinai but were not allowed to proceed any further. The Pharisees believed that these 70 elders received a much more extensive and profound revelation than Moses, which was not to be written down. It was only to be passed down orally. And these oral traditions took precedence over the written Torah, or what we know as Genesis through Deuteronomy. Evidence of this is found in the Talmud itself. Ereven 21b, my son, be more careful in the observance of the words of the scribes than in the words of the Torah. That's what differentiates the Orthodox from the non-Orthodox. The non-Orthodox see the Talmud as more man-made. More man-made and developing and so on and so forth. Whereas you believe the Talmud is inspired by God. It's inspired by God, yes. Everything that has anything to do with Scripture is considered the Word of God by a large segment of the... Including the Talmud. Yes. He said you don't believe in the religion of Moses. You have for your religion, the other Jews, you have for your religion the traditions of the elders. In Mark 7, 7, Jesus said of the Pharisees, How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men? And the Talmud is the doctrines of men. It, it, it's not possible for an ordinary person that's not trained to, to just read the Talmud and understand the oral law. It's very complex. You need a teacher. Has a typical rabbi read it cover to cover? I don't know. It depends what they study. Have you read it cover to cover? I wouldn't say I read all 36 volumes, but okay. I've read several. Right. You've read a lot of it, obviously. Yes. Sure. But um, I'm sure people that devote their energies to just study have done that. Sure. The Jews have always known throughout history that if Christians knew what was in the Talmud, it would make Christians very angry. And so the Jews were able to conceal a lot of their most blasphemous statements about the Lord Jesus Christ because people didn't speak Hebrew. Here's what they say about Jesus in the Talmud. There's sections in there about Jesus. In fact, there's an entire book that's been written by the director of Judaic Studies in Princeton University, Dr. Schaefer, a Jew. 
He's written a book, Jesus and the Talmud. So if you want to know what Jesus has to do with the Talmud, get his book, Jesus and the Talmud, by Dr. Schaefer. Peter Schaefer is head of the Judaic Studies at Princeton University. In his book, Jesus and the Talmud, he documents and analyzes every time Jesus is mentioned in the pages of the Talmud. Keep in mind that the Talmud was written hundreds of years after Christ lived. And so it has references about Jesus in it, and they are hateful, blasphemous references. According to the Talmud, Jesus was the product of adultery, the bastard son of Mary and a Roman soldier named Pantera. He spent his early life in Egypt, where he learned black magic, idolatry, and sorcery. Jesus was born to a whore. Mary was a whore. She had sexual relations with many men. The father was a Roman centurion. The Talmud further blasphemes the Lord Jesus by calling him a fool and comparing him with Old Testament villains such as Balaam, Ahithophel, Doeg, and Gehazi. Does the Talmud talk about the Jews killing Jesus? Or? Vaguely, but Maimonides believes that the, the Jews killed him, that the Jews executed him because of certain of his doctrines and, and, and so forth. Do you believe that the Jews killed Jesus? Um, it's possible the Jews did kill Jesus. Right. So okay. let's say they did. Right? We, maybe he deserved to die, so maybe he's a troublemaker. Let's assume he did. So we killed somebody. The Talmud actually gloats about Jesus dying young. The passage reads, Hast thou heard how old Balaam was? He replied, Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. It follows that he was 33 or 34 years old. And you say, wait, that passage says Balaam, not Jesus. But look at the footnote at the bottom of the page. Balaam is frequently used in the Talmud as a type of Jesus. Not only that, but in the Jewish Encyclopedia, Volume 2, page 469, under Balaam it says, Balaam given to Jesus in Sanhedrin 106b and Gittin 57a. Peter Schaefer states in his book, Jesus and the Talmud, that there can be no doubt that the narrative of the execution in the Talmud refers to Jesus. In fact, the book states, there is no reason to feel ashamed because we rightfully executed a blasphemer and idolater. Jesus deserved death, and he got what he deserved. Elsewhere, the book states, he was a blasphemer and idolater, and although the Romans probably could not care less, we insisted that he get what he deserved. We even convinced the Roman governor, or, more precisely, forced him to accept that this heretic and imposter needed to be executed, and we are proud of it. Schaefer said in an article that appeared in Publishers Weekly concerning his new book, I certainly don't want to harm Jewish-Christian dialogue, but dialogue requires honesty, and I'm trying to be honest. There are Masonic Jews today who want to take the Talmud and make it Christian. How can you take a, a damnable book and make it Christian? All of these lies about Jesus are right there. The church fathers blame the Jews for the death of Jesus, and that is Paul's doing. It was Paul's doing in the epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, 
who both killed the Lord Jesus. Now, what does that say? This has poisoned the mind of generations of Christians, unfortunately. Did you know that? So first that's one is Okay. To this day, 26% of all Americans believe that Jews were responsible in the death of Jesus. When Mel Gibson came out with his temptation of Christ, yeah. oh, he's an anti-Semite. What a horrible person. He says the Jews, you know, killed Jesus. Well, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. The film, the, the, the Passion of the Christ, when it was shown, it went from 26% to 36%. Because people are so gullible. It portrays the Jews as evil people. Oh, okay. Which is nonsense. The Jews call this the myth that the Jews killed Jesus. Let me explain something to you. The fact that the Jews killed Jesus is not a myth. It's Bible. Christians believed it, and they still do today. They still do today. It was ingrained in their mind. They blamed all the Jews, even though most of the Jews were not there. Look at Acts chapter 3, verse 13. It says, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. So here he's preaching to thousands of Jews. And he says, And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. Wait a minute. I thought it was just the rulers. No, he said, you did it, as also did your rulers. That means it wasn't just the rulers, it was the people also. Because if we read the scriptural account, the people are crying out. A mass throng of thousands and thousands of the Jews are crying out, crucify him. And he said, shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar. I am free from the blood of this just person, said the Roman Pilate. His blood be on us and on our children. That's what they said. It states in there that Jesus corrupted Judaism. And as punishment for his crimes, he is now in hell, burning and fiery excrement. And he shall so be forever and ever. They hate Jesus Christ. They hate the name. So I think it's because they are children of the devil, not children of God. And therefore, the devil, look at the hatred he has for Christ. So what do you think his children are going to have? Okay, that was part one of five of Marching to Zion. The official full film, Tex Mars, which I don't dig. But, you know what? They do have some very important stuff to point out when it comes to the synagogue of Satan. It is alliance, apparently, with Rome, the biblical and historical antichrist, the little horn of Daniel. So, and now I got to deal with this. I'm sorry, but I uh, just... Uh, Somebody just posted once again how wonderful this message is. That it's turning out not to be a message of truth. I'm going to have to probably take it off my show. It's nothing but the truth. The Pope's visit to the U.S. 2015, why the land speaks like a dragon. 
it's, it's a lie. The United States government is not uh, the second beast of Revelation 13. Mind you. Anyways, it looks like I'm going to have to end this recording. It's probably good anyways. It's already been two hours. So the next time I get back to this, I will do, um, I guess it's going to be part two of this. So when we get back, we'll talk about, uh, well, maybe, let's see. Uh, Hitler, Hitler's, Hitler states in Rise and Fall of the Third Reich in page 44, Quote, regardless of how much room the, for criticism there was in any religious denomination, a political party must never for a moment lose sight of the fact that in all previous historical experiences, a purely political party has never succeeded in producing a religious reformation. End of quote. Compare this with page 486 through 487. Quote, these peoples look longingly towards their uh, quote mother and and the quote countries hung, uh, Hungary, Russia, Germany, um, respectively. Though the uh, Sudeners, I don't know, Sudenters, had never belonged to the German Reich, except as part of the loosely formed Holy Roman Empire but only to Austria, end of quote. Obviously, Hitler saw the Third Reich as a Roman Catholic enterprise, quote, central party, uh, end of quote. It reestablished a Christian Democratic Party um, following World War II, Catholic Church political party, whose president was Bishop Ludwig uh, Kaus, Kaus, one of its political prodigies is in Peru with the same name and for the same purpose of the Ger- of Germany was disbanded from Cardinal Paselli, throwing all of its support behind um, Hitler. Hitler was baptized in Linz, paid the German state tax to the Vatican, still required of every German citizen today was in communion and carried out canon law and policies under his de- his demise. With this in mind, we can see the see why Hitler stayed true to his other concordant alliances. Franco was put into power to assist of. Assist and assist for his entire reign by Catholic Order Opus Dei, founded by Jose, um, Jose uh, Maria Escavera, who also assisted in the Astasia or Astasia in Croatia and during World War II. Uh, still assist Vatican mercenaries in Bosnia and Kosovo today. An annual mass is celebrated in Hitler's memory in Madrid. 
the present-day Irish Catholic press is full of flattering illusions of Tufranco of Spain and Salazar of Portugal and Mussolini, who was put into power by the Vatican while breaking every other international treaty. It is significant that Germany, Italy, Spain are together again as they were with Hitler, Mussolini, and Franco with their, quote, pack of steel, end quote, signed in the uh, uh, 22nd of May, uh, 1933. So, um, but I think we'll stop there. Because now I've got to deal with this uh, damage control. I think I'm going to have to take this off my, my show. I'm getting too many people thinking how wonderful this show is. And the truth of the matter is the United States government is not the second base of Revelation 13. That's why I keep on doing uh, recordings and shows about Revelation 13 because of my, uh, you know, that week when I was in the hospital and I let uh, Yerk and Tom Fress and others take the, ro- the reign of the show and they preached false preaching, teachings. This United States government is not the second beast of Revelation 13. The papacy is. It's as simple as that. The United States government is simply, once again, we are an important piece, but we are simply a piece of the Roman Empire. Right now they're using us. We're the battering ram. We are not the second beast of Revelation 13. And I have backed that up now with endless shows demonstrating that uh, from many commentators from the 19th century that um, it is the case. So that being that the United States government, in fact, the United States government in this country is not even mentioned in the Bible. I hate to tell you that, folks. Anyways, God bless and take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.